it's a dynamic exercise. It's it's movement. It's constant change and 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 adapting to the physiological changes that your body goes through throughout your life or throughout your career. So this muscle that you develop also is developed by your team and it's constantly being exercised. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo along with Dr. Stephen Franson. Dr. Stephen, great to be together today and excited to continue in a series that we began last episode on leadership. Yeah, man, it seems like there's a long stretch between these recordings. Couldn't wait to get back to this incredibly important content, man. Last time we were unpacking leadership, right? So we're talking about the second side of the Rubik's Cube of practice success, and that's leadership. Who do you need to become to be able to lead this vision story, your success story? Of course, the coolest part of this is you, Doc, you get to be the hero in this success story. So we're unpacking the attributes of leadership that you have to develop like muscles to become that next best iteration of you. So Dr. Pete, the last time we were together, we touched on uh, the three domains of practice success, right? Attraction, conversion, retention. And we talked a bit about uh, the three attributes that go along with that. So it's attractions, a reflection of your certainty, and conversions, a reflection of your conviction. Retention is a reflection of your clarity. But we did a double click and a deep dive on certainty in the last episode. Yeah, and it was powerful. And so if you haven't listened to the previous episode, you'll listen to this episode because you've already clicked on it definitely finish this one, but go back and listen to the other one. And uh, you're going to get a lot out of that. And again, it's a build, we're building on one to the next. And, and I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners who's been tuning in and he gave us uh, just an amazing review, Dr. Sebastian Bond. And he said, free gold, gave us five stars. So, so happy. Uh, Dr. Sebastian, he said, finally, content that moves me from an artist to an entrepreneur. It's been hard to come across unique different high quality chiropractic business content that actually is not more of the same and that actually moves me high power nailed it dr sebastian dr sebastian everybody loves dr sebastian thank you yeah that that's just that's high praise right there and i think that for me uh you know being a strong artist myself as well and, and being so convicted by you know what we're doing here in our work this is um i'm so happy that he said what he how he said it because a lot of chiropractors see themselves maybe more as the artist and uh and then we're talking business but this is it's a great marriage here because of the the way that we go about it so dr sebastian thank you so much for your uh, amazing review and testimony there yeah i mean i i think it's time we practice what we preach dr pete so you know we're as we talk about uh, thank you for your five-star review. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for liking and sharing and telling others of, about this incredibly important um, initiative and message uh, in the Remarkable CEO. Hey, we're going to practice what we preach. We're going to ask you guys, if you love it, please make sure you give us a five-star review. We'd love to get a review from you as well. And please share it on social media, direct other chiropractors to this, please, because you guys know what we know. And what the world needs right now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. Yeah, and then that's such a, an important lead up into our conversation for today. What, what, what chiropractic needs more successful chiropractors and what chiropractors need is, is to develop the leadership muscle. Um, this is the second side of the, the Rubik's Cube 
that is um, absolutely critical for all of us as chiropractors who truly are meeting a tremendous need in the world today. Um, and again, without you and I, Dr. Steve, we could go down an absolute rabbit trail on just the state of, of health today in this nation, in this world, and the fact that we need chiropractic. But we're going to stay at the course today on leadership because the, the, the reality is, is that the people that are in your community, the people that are in your town, the people that are walking into your doors that are or are not converting is a direct reflection of your leadership. And one of the attributes that we're going to dive in today is that leadership muscle of conviction. And that's such an important element of the, the leadership cycle and really closing the loop on helping an individual receive chiropractic care, being able to get that chiropractic care. We're not even talking about retention yet. We're just talking about conversion, just getting into the chiropractic care. So we're going to dive into that. We talked about how the attributes of the leader are like muscles. The last time I checked, if you got muscles, you don't use them, you lose them. You got to work it to get strong and you got to move them, stay in shape and as life changes and you change, you have to learn new ways to be able to work your muscles. And, and so it, it, it is, it's a dynamic exercise. It's, it's movement. It's constant change and, and, and adapting to the physiological changes that your body goes through throughout your life or throughout your career. So this muscle that you develop also is developed by your team. And it's constantly being exercised and constantly being trained up so that it keeps getting stronger. Dr. Stephen, we're going to be getting into conviction here and now. And I'm looking so forward to unpacking this today. Yeah. So I love the analogy of muscles, right? Because this is about leadership fitness, right? So just like with your muscles, you don't just train them, get them fit, get them strong, build them up, and then you don't have to deal with them anymore, right? So like you said, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? There's an atrophy effect that happens here. And it's absolutely true with these elements that we're talking about, these attributes of leadership. So in our last episode, we unpacked uh, certainty because your attraction is a reflection of your certainty, right? We talked about the different types of certainty. We, we talked about philosophical certainty. We talked about clinical certainty. We talked about communication certainty. We also talked about the certainty that comes from business acumen, right? So again, if you hadn't, uh, if you haven't heard that episode, double back after this and check out the, uh, the first of this three episode series on leadership. Today, we're going to be unpacking conviction. Why? Because your conversion is a reflection of your conviction, right? So we're actually going to talk about the two sides of the coin of conviction. So first, from a high level, what do we mean when we say conviction? Conviction around what? When it comes to conversions specifically, it's around your recommendations for care. So doc, you are the CEO of this practice. You are the CEO of this business, right? So you've got to recognize that your recommendations for care, that is how your product is packaged, right? So you have to have absolute and total conviction around your product and how it's going to be delivered in the practice, right? So I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to ask you right now, this is like, do you know, do you own your recommendations for care? Like you have got to own them. In other words, you've got to know what your best work looks like. You've got to know here is where a patient is today. This is where they want to be in the future in tomorrow. And this is exactly what they need to do to get there. In my experience, doctors lack conviction around their recommendations for care. They lack, um, they, they, they don't have clar clarity around exactly what their recommendations are based on, right? So very often we sort of inherit, inherit other people's recommendations for care and say, well, what are you doing? And he's always done it that way or she does it this way. And next thing you know, there's no true underpinning uh, below those recommendations for care because you sort of landed on them one foot on a waterbed, one foot on a roller skate. Next thing you know, you're in front of a patient who has no context for how to consume chiropractic care and they pick up on your lack of certainty. Dr. Pete, 
We've all been there at a certain point in our in our careers. Uh, I'm sure you I'm sure you know what I mean when I say one foot on a roller skate, one foot on a roller on, on a waterbed. Yeah, and this is again so coming into the young chiropractor that's coming into practice. Let's say you're listening to this program and you're a young DC, you're new new into practice. Maybe you're in school, or you're just coming into school, and you're establishing your initial recommendations for care. It is difficult to know, Doctor Stephen. I'm going back as you were talking. There, I was thinking about my first care plans that I ever recommended. My first you know, treatment plans that I ever recommended. It was, I really did. I, I modeled it after mentors, you know, mentors, what other people had done and, and, and that, and I, but I, here's the thing talking about conviction certainty. I had conviction, but I borrowed it, right? I borrowed conviction, but I knew that the recommendations that they were making for care were based on their certainty and their conviction based on what they had seen people get best results from. So I studied why they made their recommendations, what they made them. And then I was able to adopt those for my own. But what ended up happening over time was that having been through, you know, numbers of people over time, I developed my own, right? So I, I really developed like what you said was I started to determine what my best work looked like. I determined what my best work looked like. And based on that, I could with confidence look at any person, a child. I could look at a pregnant woman. I could look at a, a person in phase three who has just, you know, been through the whole medical paradigm just for their whole, I, no matter where, how you want to paint it, a professional athlete that comes in who's got a bunch of people speaking into their life, all of the above. And I could be convicted and determined about what I was recommending because I determined what my best work looked like. What, what, when you come and you work with me and our team and our clinic and how we do things, this is how we do it. And this is what works best. Now I would say that a lot. I would say, this is what works best. I found this to work best. And they would just look at me and they would say, okay, because they wanted to know like, what's going to work best for me? What have you found doc that works best? What I have found that works best is this. This is my recommendation based on that. And I'm not saying we're cornered in it. We can always adjust as we go, but I want you to know my recommendations today are based on this because I have seen that this is what works best. Yeah. And what they were picking up on Dr. Pete was not necessarily what you were saying, but how they were feeling it when they were hearing it, right? So you were coming from this place of conviction. You owned your recommendations for care as you do today, right? So it's you brought up such a good, good point because as we're talking to the CEOs on this line, what that implies is you're surrounded by associate doctors. You have other doctors in the office as well. So when we talk about conviction, we've got to have an awareness that it's not just your conviction as the as the owner, as the leader, as the CEO, you've got to make sure that everybody on your team shares the conviction, right? Because they're going to be interfacing, interacting with your, your practice members, your patients, probably even more than you are, right? So, and there may be some very critical parts of the process where they take over. In other words, you might be leveraging a new patient concierge that helps through the day one process. That's a big, big part of creating that connection, which leads to conversion, right? That's a conviction piece. You've got to make sure that that new patient concierge owns your recommendations for care. They have conviction. They are beginning with an end in mind. They know where they want to lead that person. So you've got to make sure that your associate doctors share your conviction. They can't be giving recommendations for care that they don't understand or believe or buy into, right? So you've got to speak into that and you've got to invest in that and you've got to help them develop those muscles or it's doomed from the get-go. Or maybe you have a team member who's a checkout CA or maybe a business office CA, somebody who's involved in sort of the closing process, um, securing the payment plans, et cetera. They have to own this. They have to have conviction around this. So it's not just you, Doc. It's making sure that everybody in your team completely understands, has total clarity, total buy-in, and has conviction that this is what our best work, work looks like, and this is exactly what you need to do 
to get what you want, right? So when it comes to the recommendations for care, you think of the recommendations for care as the path, right? So what we teach in the Remarkable Practice System is the four agreements. And the four agreements are a conversion formula, right? So there's four steps, four agreements that you have to make with a new patient. The first is agree on the problem. What's the problem here? The second is what is the goal? What are we trying to accomplish here? The third is what is the path? What do you need to do to get what you want? And the fourth is what's the plan, which is the payment plan or the financial agreement. So what we're talking about with recommendations of care, that's the path, right? So let's look at that first piece of that, the problem and the goals, because ultimately this is what recommendations for care are going to be based on their goals and your findings. So let's start with the findings, right? So when we talk about the problem, what's the problem doc? The problem is the life effect of whatever is going on with their health. In other words, they've got some kind of symptom or some condition. Usually, you know, let's, let's even on our best day guys is 80, 85% of our patients show up and there's something going on with their body that they really want to get rid of. And that's, what's driven them into your practice for the most part, right? So let's assume that they've symptomatic on some level, they got a problem or condition they brought into the practice. That's their chief complaint. Well, that's not the problem really, right? That's the chief complaint. The problem is the impact that that condition or that symptom or that body signal is having on their life. That's the life effect or the life impact. That's the problem. That's what's brought them to you. And that's why they'll start with you. Okay. So you want to make sure that you are asking them very specific provocative questions to get them to tell you about their problem. So now we have point A. This is like a GPS system in the mind, right? So we want to establish a point A and a point Z. In fact, I like to establish a point A and a point X, Y, and Z, right? So first things first, let's establish the problem, okay? Then we establish the goals. What are the goals? Usually patients will show up, like I said, with something that they want to get rid of. Let's call that X. They also want to get back to something that they have to do or want to do. Let's call that Y. And then for most patients, they've given up on something in their life that they used to love doing, right? And they'd love to get back to doing that eventually. Let's call that point Z. So now we have point A, point X, point Y, and point Z. So they're here at A, where their life is today, and they don't want to be at A. They want to get to point X, Y, and Z. I want to get rid of X. I would love to get back to Y. And someday it would be wonderful if I could do Z again. Dr. Pete, how important is this to establish that GPS system to make sure that a person feels like we get them? Yeah, what you're talking about, Dr. Steven, is so important. And we're talking about the empathetic connection. We're talking about a person that comes into your practice, whether they're meeting with you, a new patient concierge, one of your associate doctors, again, talking to you as CEOs of your businesses, a lot of you, like Dr. Steven said, you know, this is something that you may have been, you might be removed from this part of the, the discussion, this part of the experience with that patient and your capacity to transfer this authority, this leadership over to your team. So important. But what we're talking about here is the empathetic connection. And this is just part one, like you said, this is part one, is making this connection with that person. I know, Dr. Stephen, for me, early on in practice, uh, I, I would bowl over people in a sense, because I went right to my directions. I went right to, here's what you're going to need to do. Like, I get whatever you've got going on, but let me go ahead and tell you what we do here and let me tell you how we can help you. Like, I would miss this, right? I missed this, this part. And so for some of you, Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're listening to you're saying, you know what, Dr. Steven said, A is where they are now. X is their, their immediate concern, right? That, that immediate goal. 
uh, maybe to get rid of whatever that pain is. But that's really not the problem. The problem is why getting back to the life that the thing that's being interfered with their their life effect and what's happening. I can't do this with my kids. I can't work. I can't you know exercise or whatever the thing is that actually is affecting their life. That's why then Z is that long-term goal. It's like, well, it would be amazing if I could get back to this. Imagine that whole part is missed. So many people miss it. They just get focused on the chief complaint and that's all they do. And then they treat the chief complaint and then they scramble later on to try to get that person to stay with chiropractic care based on the fact that, well, now that the pain is gone, you should keep coming because see, it worked and you should keep coming. But we don't, but if you do this on your day one and you simply walk through this process on the day one and the day two, that other side of what we call, which is going to be next week, which is going to be retention based on your uh, clarity. That part is not as challenging. It's, it's implied. And I would suggest that it almost becomes automatic, right? Because you've actually created context for it, right? So you've pre-framed it. And like what you're bringing up here, doc, it just, it has to be reemphasized. Okay. So every new patient that ever walks into our clinic ever, everyone that's ever come in, anyone that ever comes in again in the future, write this down. They're looking for two things. They want connection and direction. And more specifically, they want connection then direction, right? So like you were saying, making that empathetic connection is step one. It's so critical that we get this doc and you know, Dr. Pete, I'm, I'm chuckling as you say that you used to just leapfrog over this and you know, I'm with you, man. I used to suck at this so bad. <laughs> it's like, and in my experience, the, the stronger your chiropractic philosophy, the worse you are at this, right? Why? <laughs> because we know what they need. You know, we know what they need. We, we, I don't need to know everything. I, I know that you need less nerve interference. I, I know every human being does better with less nerve interference. So let's get to it. Like, give me my scope. Let me put my hands on you and let's take some x-rays and let's get, let's get rolling. Right. So it's like, I already know what you need to do. I don't need to know what you're allergic to. I don't need to know what your micro traumas and bad habits are. I don't need to know. I don't even really need to know what your goals are. Right. If your goal is to be expressing uh, life more <laughs> then let's get going. Right. So yeah, the thing is, is that's all based on our philosophy and it's our observations and our experience. But the problem is that that's a disconnect because it's not, their experience and it's not been their observation and it's not their philosophy yet. Yeah, Dr. Steven, I want to talk about a couple of things as, as we kind of move towards the, the end of our show today. So we're talking about, there's, there's a sequence to this and you, you brought up a couple of really important things is that you're the path that, you know, you're making these agreements with patients. They're making agreements with them. You're, you're actually enabling the patient to come in to make a decision about their health. You're actually doing this by doing this process. You are including them in their own health journey where they have now taken ownership over their health in a way that in the typical allopathic model, it's just not done that way. So we're actually asking patients, the patients that are coming in to actually take ownership for themselves and their health. This cycle is beautiful. So we talk about the story cycle, Dr. Steven, and we talk about how the first thing we do is we we get their story, right? So we listen to their story. There is going to come a time where we get to share our story, right? So that does come. So we don't want you to just think, you know, this is all about just getting their story. No, you're going to share it. And that's what where the direction really comes in. So we talk about the first thing we want to do is make connection, right? And, and the second step is to be able to give direction. 
And these things are based on conviction. And the person's capacity to commit and convert actually goes back to the conviction that's embedded within the connection and direction. That that integration of the connection leads to being able to give direction with conviction because you have recommendations that are based on your best work. Dr. Steven, I want to talk about two things. One, uh, being out of integrity. Can we speak to that just for a minute? Because I think this is where you could say, man, I had an amazing connection with this patient. But then all of a sudden, you know, when I went to make my recommendations, things just kind of went a little bit sideways. Can you talk? Let's talk about that. It's a huge part of it. And it, and it affects both sides of this c- conviction uh, coin, if you will. So the first side of the conviction coin is your conviction right? So it's your conviction around your recommendations for care specifically. You own them. You know, this is what my best work looks like. And this is exactly what this person needs to do to get what they want. Okay. So you own that. So for some docs, you know, they, they struggle with this, right? So they, they, they stop leading and they start reading, right? They start judging people, right? And they start thinking, you know, man, I don't know if they'll go for it. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, will they pay for it? Do they have the money? You know, they start, you know, imposing a poverty complex on the whole thing, as opposed to just stepping into their responsibility of being the expert and being the leader, right? So I think we can all agree that if you tell someone, if you tell a patient that they need more chiropractic care than they actually need, I think we'll all agree that you'd be out of integrity if you did that, right? So everybody knows that, right? So you don't tell people they need more care than they need. That's out of integrity. Well, Dr. Pete, I'll suggest that telling somebody that they need less chiropractic care than they actually lead, you're also out of integrity, right? So stop reading people, stop judging people, and tell people exactly what they need to do to get what they want. Tell them what your best work looks like. You're the authority, you're the expert, and that's what they came to you for. They trust you. They want you to tell them exactly what to do. Now, the other side of the conviction coin is the patient's conviction, the prospective new patient, the prospective new practice member. What they've got to pick up on is they've got to feel like they're in the right place, period. That's a simple but incredibly profound statement. The patient has to feel like they're in the right place. They have to have that conviction. And that happens when you successfully create the empathetic connection. So when these two things overlap, your conviction, because you're giving recommendations based on what your best work looks like and you own that, and their conviction that they're in the right place because you accomplished the empathetic connection intentionally before you gave them the direction. And Dr. Pete, when those two things come together, connection, then direction, conversion becomes automatic. What an amazing uh, episode here, Dr. Steven. And I, I mean, I'm going to go back and listen to this one over again. I, I love listening to our, our uh, podcast anyway, but um, if, if this is something that you or your team right now is struggling with, encourage your associate doctors to listen to this, your team to listen to this, you as a DC. I mean, this is significant where the rubber hits the road, conviction in your practice where conversions happen. Dr. Steven, just so much gold here today. Um, so much uh, great good things that we have coming through because this is part two of a three-part series. Make sure you tune in to our episode, uh, the next episode, we're going to actually go through part three of leadership. Again, this is this, the second side of the Rubik's Cube, leadership. And becoming that remarkable CEO is the third p- a step is clarity. And clarity is, uh, we talk about retention is a direct reflection of your cl- uh, clarity. And so we're going to get into that next week and uh, looking forward to that episode. Hey, guys, remember what the world needs right now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs right now 
is more successful chiropractors. Tune in next week and see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.